who it's me again it's five o'clock you care what the mainstream media says what's up family out there you listening Coming to you live from behind enemy lines of Chirac, Illinois. What's good, fam? Good to see you guys out there today. Hope all is well. It is Monday, the 16th of January already. Time is freaking flying by. I got a lot to get through today. Um, Some videos here, some stuff there, some good stuff over here, some interesting stuff over there. So pull up a chair, grab some coffee or, or some Arnold Palmer tea. Cheers. And uh, relax. That's the plan for today. It's just kind of chill mode. I'm trying to get through. We got Twitter files, uh, new new Twitter files dropped today. Uh, I got some interesting interviews and interviews that I think you need to see. I want to tie into what I was going to cover last night. I hope you guys had a chance to hang out with me last night. Um, Listen to uh, Father Rippinger. Uh, last night. If you didn't get a chance to see that, it's definitely worth your time to check it out. Um, I'm going to do that more often Sunday nights, some type of prayer session or church of some kind (laughs) um, for my own purposes. And then, you know, if you want to hang out with me on Sunday nights, uh, then you're more than welcome to probably, I don't know. Um, It's just, it's just going to kind of depend on how Sundays are going. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to do that more often on Sundays. But uh, let me just hop to it. Uh, well, let me get the uh, kind of intro done here. We'll say hello to you all, and then we'll, we'll hop to it here today. So thank you, thank you all for hopping in here today. I'm doing all right. I'm, I'm, I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing. Um, hold on. Let me fix freaking OBS here. There we go. Do me a favor when you get a moment, book on censoredave.com. Good to see you guys out there. Uh, everything you need to find, Telegram, True Social, Twitter, Gab Links, the live streams, the podcast, wherever you need, it's on censoredave.com. So I appreciate you all out there. Thank you all for the podcast. The recent downloads have been amazing. Thank you all very much for that. Podbeam, iHeart, Apple, Google, Spotify, pick one, anyone. Just search Uncensored Abe and all around the world. They're listening. I appreciate you guys. 
Watch us online Monday through Friday, every Monday through Friday, 5 Eastern, 4 Central, Foxhole, DLive, Twitch, Rumble, CloudHub, and Tiger Network, where we can find those live streams. Appreciate you all for being out there today. There's a lot of competition in this time slot, and you're hanging out with me, so I appreciate you all. If you missed the show, you can always check it out on the website. I always have the previous two shows up on the website, as well as the most important stuff, such as the DHS censorship leaks. If you haven't seen that yet, it's... Uh, well worth your time. You got to check it out. Please trust me. It's well worth your time. It's getting a lot of views, and I appreciate you all very much for, for helping to spread the word out there about that. Help me keep the lights on if you can. Cash at PayPal, Patreon, and buy me a coffee. How you can do that. Thank you very much to a couple of great patriots, uh, JC Bird and, um, and Anon. I'll just say that. Uh, and Anon, uh, thank you very much for um, the... Lunchtime spicy chicken sandwich because I didn't have anything in the house to cook and I didn't feel like cooking and I just ran out real quick. <laughs> Thank you very much, JC Bird, for the uh, spicy chicken today for lunch. I appreciate that very much. Much love. My, buy me a pillow. Uh, buy my pillow buy me a pillow my pillow link is on the website as well as the uh, the rest of the links and the p.o box at the very bottom as well as the email address and link trees appreciate you all very much for reaching out and thank you all again very much uh jc bird thank just thinking about you brother god bless this is a spiritual war pray strong and without ceasing amen to that jc bird i will indeed and happy ratification day and happy orthodox new year uh thank you very much to the anon for the uh coffees as well everyone over there on the foxhole.app and pill.net working your way in here today thanks guys for being here today unchained Polidius rp4l adam's out there hugs brother uh tori is out there as well as as uh frogger's first in the house great to see you out there frogger How's, uh, how's Kyle doing today? Hopefully he's still getting better and better. Been thinking a lot about him and praying for him as well. Uh, Polidius and Chris, thanks for dropping all the links out there. Much love to you guys. I appreciate you all. Gramps a lot. Daisy Chains, Show Me Rose, and many others out there as well. Much love. I uh, saw most of the father are, but it uh, put you to sleep. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I understand. Uh, and that's fine too, right? It's, it's That's fine too. But, um, you know, in worst case scenario, right, not not a bad way to uh, to go to sleep on a, on a Sunday night, right? So probably going to do that more often, probably around between eight, you know, eight, around eight o'clock or so, somewhere around there, seven, eight o'clock on Sunday nights, somewhere around there. I'll keep doing that. So um, keep an eye out for that Sunday nights. I'm going to definitely do something on Sunday nights from now on. So thank you all very much. And I'm probably going to add a Saturday show as well, uh, doing interviews. So I'm going to do a... Uh, yeah, special interviews, uh, special guests, things like that. Start getting those lined up for uh, Saturdays. Um, and if I have to, you know, record it Saturday and then just play it Saturday night, something like that. So uh, I'm going to start getting more stuff going on that here. I'm getting, just getting stuff lined up for that right at this point. And then once I get uh, all my personal stuff taken care of, um, then I'll start getting back rolling again. So keep those prayers coming for me. I could really use them. It's been, it was a rough weekend again. Um, and, um, it's probably going to just going to continue to be. But Tracy, good to see you out there. Uh, I've been banned on True Social. Really? How the hell did you do that? Uh, <laughs> oh man, what in the world? I'll look you up after the show and see if I can see if I can help you out on that, Tracy. Um, RP4L and Show Me Rose, Warrior in the Garden. Much love, everyone out there on Rumble as well, working their way in here today. Uh, thank you for being here today, guys. Most of the lurkers out there, JD Rich is out there hanging out as well as Chris. Much love to all the Rumble crowd out there. We love the lurkers. Twitch crowds out there working as well, working their way in here today as well. Much love to you guys. Francis, uh, Z Patriots out there, as well as many others lurking. Much love to you guys and the D-Live crowd, as well as the, the 
Facebook crowd is out there. Much love to all you guys out there. Thanks for being here today, guys. Um, looking forward to uh, just kind of hanging out with you guys here today. Uh, where do I want to start? Um, let's see. Uh, so I guess uh, with Entheos, hey, Cage Farmer, how you doing, brother? How you feeling, man? Getting stronger still? Chugging the waters? Getting the vitamins in you? Hope all is well, Cage Farmer. God bless you, brother. Um, so way back before Q, before... This is like probably 2008, maybe, 2010, 2011, maybe maybe closer to 2010, 2012, somewhere in there. Um, Entheos and I followed each other. We were we were, um, you know, just uh, mutual diggers, mutual respect. And uh, re- recently, I I uh, he put some stuff out there that was just kind of disappointing in a lot of ways. Um, you know, pointing fingers to himself as if, as if he has all this information ahead of time. So I kind of parted ways with Entheos, but um, and I. But the thing is, I still appreciate Entheos and their account very much. But dude banned me for daring to question something he said, and that that's just a flag for me. You know what I'm saying? I hate that. Like just an instant ban because I question one word you said. Whatever, man. Cage Farmer, man. God bless you, brother. Thank you, dude. Um, but that said, um, my sis found this video of uh, that Entheos did. Ah, when did he do this? Three months ago. And it reminded me of something, of leaks, um, you know, kind of the foundation of this movement and the foundation of everything that I've done is often whistleblower stuff, right? Stronger every day. I'm glad to hear that. Um, glad to hear that, brother. I've uh, been praying strong for you, man. <clears throat> but um, so, right. So, I mean, information that shouldn't get out there, right. And shouldn't be, doesn't get to the mainstream media. Right. So I, I play in that realm, right. I look for leaks. I look for information that nobody else is talking about. I, I when I dig on stuff, I, I consider all sourcing and, um, and just look to find whatever I can find. And then once I have, you know, the bigger picture of everything I can find, then you can start to, you know, find your ways to the potholes and stuff. But anyways, point being, Entheos and I had a lot of respect for each other for, for the digging skills that we used to have back in the day. Anyways, he blocked me recently. Nonetheless, this video that my sister sent me reminded me of something of leaks that came out way back when. Um, and information that was, you know, in the, in the spheres of, of, uh, of people who did the digging like I did and others, right? True seekers just trying to find their way through the bullshit. No one, no one has been bullshit forever. So you, you know, you find, you, you find people like that on Twitter and places like that, right? Where you, you end up matching up and stuff. Anyways, I'm just going to play the whole thing first. I'm not going to, I'm not going to comment on it during it. I would like it if you would just take it in and and um, just consider the information for what it is, and then I'll talk about it a little bit after. But uh, check check it out; it's it's worth your time, and it's worth uh, the the time for the podcast and anybody who may not have seen it yet. Here we go. As they met in Davos, 1-17-2017, the following announcement was passed a second time. On November 2nd, 2016, one of the most legendary intelligence analyst agents in American history sent an urgent message to the American people. He was inspiring Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan character. 
Harrison Ford Patriot Games picture in clear and present dangers. Dr. Steve Pisnek's face had not been seen in more than 25 years. Long before the fake Russian hack story emerged, Dr. Pisnik described Hillary Clinton's attempted coup against the United States of America in this video everyone in the media can see. On November 1, 2016, Hillary and Bill Clinton and their entourage... And I'll boost the audio for you here real quick so you can I can make sure you guys can hear this good. Let me just give you uh, plenty. You may need to turn it down some, but I'll give you plenty of boost here. Here you go. On November 1, 2016, Hillary and Bill Clinton and their entourage of assistants affected a civilian coup. In contrast to the usual concept of a coup where the military is involved and takes over the White House and communication centers, very much like the scenarios you see in a movie, this coup was done silently and very effectively through two methods, corruption and co-optation. The Clintons have been involved in co-opting our White House, our judiciary, our CIA, our Federal Bureau of Investigation, our Attorney General Loretta Lynch and our Director of the FBI James Comey for some time now. What they've done is to make sure that they were part and parcel of a group of people who were interrelated through political cronyism. However, in order to stop this coup, we in the intelligence community and others involved have informally gotten together and with their permission, I am beginning to announce that we've initiated a counter coup through Julian Assange and WikiLeaks. What has happened in effect when uh, Comey had to open up the case of Hillary Clinton and discuss the emails that were involved with the Anthony Weiner case, it was not the case itself that was as important as the fact that this was the entree for many of us in the counter coup to say to the administration, we have your number. Not only do we have your number, we're going to stop you from making Hillary the president of the United States. And at the same time, we will convict and indict the president of the United States, Loretta Lynch, and many others who were involved in the cover-up of the massive corruption that occurred under the Clinton Foundation. Now, in both cases, their coup was silent and our counter coup was silent, and it was all uh, transgressed or occurred on the internet. And this is probably the first time in the history of any country where a coup was initiated on through the internet and a counter coup was initiated through the internet. I am just a small part of something far bigger than myself. It was the brave men and women who were in the FBI, the CIA, the Director of Intelligence, the uh, military intelligence and men and women in 15 other intelligence organizations who were sick and tired of seeing this corruption in the White House and the Justice Department and in the intelligence system. And we decided that there was something we had to do in order to save the Republic. So we initiated a counter coup through Julian Assange, who's been very brave and, and really quite formidable in his and his ability to come forth and provide all the necessary emails that we gave to him in order to undermine Hillary and Bill Clinton. Again, America, we're going through a major, major transition and quite frankly, a second American revolution. 
We do not have guns. We do not have weapons. We do not have intend to kill anybody. We do not intend to harm anybody. But we, the American public, and those of us who serve as veterans and in the intelligence service like myself, will stop the Clintons from assuming power that they don't deserve. At the same time, we will make certain that Obama leaves without any trail of a, uh, a pardon or any other act of treason. In effect, we want a peaceful transition in this great American republic. I bring you this news, and I want you to understand what has happened. A moment of history is occurring right now in front of us, and I'm proud to explain it to you. So there's the video just presented for discussion. You know, it, it, 
there was a lot of things while Q was happening that this account really rubbed me the wrong way to be completely honest. I, I, again, I respect all information. I take all information in and I, I, I withhold most of what I think about a lot of things to be completely honest. I don't really, I don't really get involved in all that stuff unless it's less, unless it feel like I have to, right? I try not to, but this Entheos account while Q was posting really rubbed me the wrong way. And you know, I, I don't know what to think of all this stuff. I really don't. Um, you know, what? what is your guys' opinion of that? Just just throw, throw me out there just in general what you thought of that video. How you doing, City Miles? Thanks for joining us here today. Um, how often do you tweet stuff, may I ask? Uh, my Twitter, I, my original Twitter is still banned. And the, the new Twitter that I sent or the new, new Twitter that I created is linked to my phone that is off because I'm cutting back on bills. <laughs> uh, there's the link of that. Anybody else want that video? Let me know. So this, this, he did this three months ago is when he, when he made this video. Um, and, and again, I don't just, I'm just kind of presenting it for your guys' opinion. I kind of want to hear what you guys think about it. Um, Interested in the link to the DOD contracts? Which, uh, which DOD contracts? The, we were talking about the, I have, I have some of them already. No outside comms. Okay. So that's, I, that's uh, an interesting opinion. Z. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, what about you guys over here on, um, Foxhole? Forgot about some of it. I know. Right. Um, shelved that way back in my brain somewhere. You remember a bunch of his interviews? Yeah, I, you know, I, again, I'm, I'm just kind of um, curious about what you guys thought about it. Um, it makes you sigh, Daisy Chain. See, that's yeah, kind of, that's an interesting take. Um, anybody else out there with, uh, with what they think about um, just in general, all that. Now, Steve was, I remember Steve way back in, you know, in the underground days. Right. Um, and he was a very interesting person. He had a lot of interesting information. Um, I, you know, I don't know, man. Um, so I don't know if, uh, if you missed that video and, and you want to check it out and, uh, you can always hit me up later. There that, there it is. Check it out. Huh. Interesting, the fallen. See, that's I appreciate your opinion very much on that, dude. Considering all the work that you've put into making videos, um, I really appreciate that opinion. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and that's kind of what I, I, you know, I was really surprised because, like I said, like that account and and uh, me used to follow each other on Twitter. That's what I miss about my Twitter is you should see the freaking people that used to follow my Twitter account. Uh, you, it, it used to blow my mind. I'm like, holy crap, this dude followed me today. It was, it was mind blowing. Um, 
And that so missing that the ability to have my information in their sphere sucks, man. That's why I want my fucking Twitter back. But whatever. I guess we'll wait till the drip drip of the Twitter files, which we have more to get to here in just a moment. But um Politia said Steve sounded good, seemingly good background, but his predictions just didn't pan out. Stopping Hillary or or uh may may not have been doing his doing, yeah. Uh, the, the Clinton Foundation, did, it did co- collapse. I mean, that did happen. Um, but, I, you know, I don't know. I just try to keep an open mind to stuff. You know what I'm saying? Um, because clown world, right? <laughs> Absolute freaking clown world. So I have no, I have no idea. Um, but it's, I just, I just found it to be interesting. And also as a presentation and reminding us what brought us all together, this whole fight, you know what I'm saying? Uh, forget about, um, the specifics in that. It was just kind of, uh, a good to reminisce, so to speak. Uh, Senator Kennedy has, uh, some words, uh, and I'm going to just let it be, uh, nine minutes of, uh, Senator Kennedy in his own words. Um, yeah, this could be kind of chill day today. Um, I got some good stuff to get through here, but uh, in the meantime, Mr. K- Senator Kennedy, Kennedy, please. Senator, hello. Uh, you're joining us, sir, on a very busy news day. As we learn, a uh, special counsel has been named uh, to investigate. Oh, shit. Is this the one that Joe played the other day? How old is this? Yeah. It's Senator Kenny anyway. I could use a good laugh. Let's play it anyway. President Biden's handling of these classified documents. Please weigh in, sir. Well, I, I just find all of this surreal. It, it's um, it's almost like watching a Quentin Tarantino movie. I, I suppose my first thought is that uh, all of this is yet one more example of why in Washington, D.C., if it were not for double standards, there wouldn't be any standards at all. Uh, I'm not surprised that the Attorney General has appointed a special counsel. I'm not sure he had a choice. Um, The White House has tried, and the White House doesn't have enough hazmat suits to clean up this mess. Aside from the obvious that uh, the Justice Department is investigating President Trump for something that President Biden himself may have done, there are a lot of other intriguing questions for the Inspector General. Number one, was there a Um, cover-up? The powers that be have known about all this since November 2nd. It's now the middle of January. Was there a cover-up? Who was involved? Number two. What's the role of the University of Pennsylvania uh, Biden Center in all of this? The the Penn Biden Center is not some normal Ivy League think tank. It was, we now know that it's in Washington, D.C. It was a hangout, a clubhouse for President Biden and his people before they were inaugurated. And allegedly, it is funded with tens of millions of dollars uh, from China. What's up with that? Um, Number three, what's the role of the National Archives in all of this? The the National Archives was scathingly critical of President Trump and his documents. Uh, They've known about all this since November 2nd or 3rd. Um, They've been missing in action with respect to President Biden and his documents. 
you 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 uh, you couldn't have found them with a search party. We still haven't heard from them. What's up with that? And I guess my fourth question is: um, Did any member of Congress know about this? I didn't. And if some of my colleagues knew about it, I'd, I'd like to know why I didn't. You know, uh, Senator, we, we also look at the way that Joe Biden responded to what happened at Mar-a-Lago in that now infamous interview with 60 Minutes. Uh, let's play back what the president said back then. Listen here. How that could possibly happen, how one, anyone could be that irresponsible. I mean, he took a flensing knife to former President Trump. And, and you know, I guess it, something like that, you're kind of re reminded of Matthew uh, 7, verse 3, and talk about specks and logs. Well, as I've said before, life is, uh, life is full of contradictions. But where I come from, we call that hypocrisy. Um, and uh, again, uh, I'm not suggesting that what actually happened is not serious. It is. But I am equally interested in uh, if there was a cover-up. It's been almost 90 days since this happened. And if the shoe were on the other foot, as it indeed once was, uh, many of the, my Democratic friends would be screaming like a banshee about this. But there's been uh, uh, 90 days almost of stone-cold silence, and not just by my Democratic colleagues, by the National Archives, by the Penn Center, by the Justice Department, and I'd like to know what's up with that. Senator, um, Kevin McCarthy spoke, I believe it was in the 11 o'clock hour, so just a couple of hours ago, uh, on Capitol Hill. He took a microphone and he promised this, listen. I think Congress has to investigate this. Here's an individual that's been in office for more than 40 years. Here's an individual that sat on 60 Minutes that was so concerned about President Trump's documents locked in behind, and now we find it just as a vice president, keeping it for years out in the open in different locations. All right, so he make, made it very clear where he stands on this. Uh, we'll see what happens uh, with a congressional investigation. Meantime, we're awaiting the White House, and this press briefing is expected in about 10 minutes from now. Knowing that Crean Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary, will be somewhat limited in what she can say and what she can answer there, Senator, what would be your question to her? Um, what did you know and when did you know it? And who else has been involved in this? And uh, you talk a lot about uh, transparency. Why didn't you tell the American people? Um, the White House has known about this since right before the midterms. Uh, a cynical person could draw a parallel between this and uh, the Hunter Biden laptop, which was squelched before uh, that election. Now we have important midterm elections. This comes out and they keep it quiet. Those are all fair questions. I'm not accusing anyone of anything. But uh, it's been my experience in Washington, D.C., that they're not very many coincidences. Um, it's, a pretty, uh, it's a pretty political place. Uh, I remember Joe Lockhart told me a long, long time ago, though, at the White House, never, never underestimate our ability to screw up. So <laughs> I mean, maybe it's not a coincidence. Maybe it's just a screw up. Who knows? You talked a second ago about double standards. And if there weren't double standards, there'd be no standards. And, yeah. and we, you know, we look at what the coverage of the Trump 
document uh, issue was. And, and Brett Baer pointed this out, that the New York Times did an elaborate three-dimensional reconstruction of the bowels of Mar-a-Lago that allowed you to virtually walk through and see where the documents were housed and where the tunnels were and where the doors were and where partygoers might be in proximity to a door that led to a tunnel that led to the back room where the documents were being housed. And maybe if you had been able to get away and get past security, you could have gone up to the president's private office where other documents were housed. I mean, if you take a look at that political advertisement, with the president, and he's got his Corvette out there in the driveway of his home, and, and the garage door is wide open, and you see a stack of, of boxes that seem to have documents in them. And we don't know if those were the actual documents. But you can make a case that, hey, how long was the film crew there with the door open? And did they have potential access to the documents that were housed inside that garage? I mean, it's just the difference in coverage between Mar-a-Lago and this is stunning. Well, this may seem like a strange analogy, John, but uh, I, I think this is not going away, and the coverage of this, in some respects, is going to be like the coverage of the border crisis. Um, your station started talking about the border crisis early and first, and it was ignored by many members of the media for the longest time, but they can't ignore it anymore, and they're not ignoring it. Uh, I think this this situation is similar. I think you will have some uh, some left of center news organizations who will try to 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 uh, to, to not report on this. But uh, uh, the United States of America is a pretty big rug. It's too big to sweep this under that rug. I think the American people are going to want to know what happened. Well, to be clear, it was broken by uh, uh, other news outlets um, initially. CBS, the last uh, document um, reporting was done last night by NBC. Um, so they're in there, and we, we noticed it in the White House press briefing yesterday, right, John? Uh, the reporters were staying on this and pressing. And in fact, one reporter in the room asked Karine Jean-Pierre, are there, are there more documents? Only to find out last night that there were. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. It's just baffling to me to see how they gatekeep these stories you know what i mean i mean i love senator kennedy but he he's he's attempting to create a narrative around this that's just i don't know man i i, I it's you know he's a great actor in the play i'll just put it that way i i just don't think that that's really where this is all going i think a lot of um the, the Obama angle to this is, I think we were right on target there. So I'm just going to, uh, you know, I just, uh, just to start the show off with uh, a couple of uh, videos to, to cover. And then when the second half here, we're going to, we're going to get into the Twitter files. Um, talk a little bit more about um, uh, the discussion we were kind of having last night that I was going to, I was going to pivot to last night and decided I, just, I didn't feel like it. I'm going to talk a little bit about, um, I was doing a live dig while watching Frank Friday night. If you if, if you haven't seen, uh, quite frankly, the show Friday night, you should watch it um, with uh, Leo Zagami. Is that what his name? Yeah, Leo Zagami. Uh, interesting dude. You know, again, you know, I just kind of take in all the information, right? And who and and the credibility of all of it. I don't know, but I was doing a live dig while. Um, while Leo was talking and having an interview with, uh, with Frank and I found an interesting thing that I wanted to read to you guys. Um, and so we're going to cover that and, 
Um, also the potential of who the next Pope might be um, <clears throat> based on that discussion as well. So uh, some discussion there on that. And then what else do I have here? I don't know. A couple of uh, interesting articles. Um, yeah, that's pretty much, that's just some interesting stuff. That's, that's what I got. <laughs> um, let's see, where do we go from here? Should I go to Gates? Do I, do we, do I want to? Yeah, why not? <clears throat> I'll rewind of what, uh, Matt Gates said on the house floor. Um, and I freaking love him for it. Um, it's just, it's, it's fun to be back in the, in, in the, you know, it's fun to watch this stuff again. Here you go. Uh, this is a reminder of what Gates said that before. Mr. McCarthy has earned the position of Speaker of the House because he raised half a billion dollars to get Republicans elected. that Mr. McCarthy has earned the All right, so there's that. Uh, Tim Poole had uh, Matt Gates on. Congrats to Tim Poole for getting all the big interviews, fucker. Pay each other for sponsorship. Well, uh, I was discussing the dynamic on the House floor. So on the floor of the House of Representatives, members enjoy broad immunities as a consequence of the speech and debate clause, and giving each other political donations to campaigns is permissible on the floor. And so, I mean, you can observe dynamics where someone is, in one sentence, soliciting your vote or co-sponsorship, and then in the very next sentence is talking, is handing you a check. So, so they don't directly say like, hey, I'll give you money if you vote for me. They'll say, thanks for voting for me. By the way, here's $2,000. Oh, yeah, Tim, I'd really, really like you to consider co-sponsoring this legislation. It's real important to me, and I know that you've got a fundraiser coming up tonight, so here I wanted to just come right to the floor and give you a check for it. <laughs> oh, but, so they man. can't specifically say, vote for, this money is so that you vote for me? They can't do that specifically, but they can be like, thanks for voting for me, here's money? Yeah, it's, it's always with, uh, with a bit of a wink and a nod. Wow. It, are we still in control of the government, the people? What's your vibe, that's man? What I'm, that's what I'm saying. Well, look, what government? do you think we were doing this last week? You think it was the most comfortable thing in the world for 20 of us to try to send a shockwave through the D.C. cartel and say it's not just going to go the way it's always been and we shouldn't, we shouldn't just move people forward in a system that to its core is fundamentally corrupt with both parties? No, we wanted, we thought it should be about the policy, the procedure, and the personnel, not just the distribution of funds and the alliances that creates. And for that, we were called the Taliban 20. Yeah. We were called the insurgency caucus. Terrorists. We were called ter and that was members of our own party. That wasn't even what the other party was calling yeah, us. Outside of McCarthy, do you fear retaliation in any other sense? Like there's a machine at play and you're, you're throwing a, a, a wrench in the spokes. I, I, you know, I swim fine in turbulent waters. <laughs> so I personally, I don't, but I, I, we all watch out for each other. You know, if someone were to retaliate against one of my colleagues who might have less notoriety, I would be there to have their back. And I, I would marshal every force that we have to ensure that that did not happen against the people that showed courage. But I, I don't even mean politically. I mean, just politics can be a dirty game. Well, depending on how serious Tim, get. Tim, Google me. It's pretty hard to say worse things about me than yeah, they already have. And when you sort of have faced that down and taken their best shot, it builds calluses that become enduring and valuable in the next fight. I'm sure it actually kind of pissed you off and made you push 10 times harder. Liberating in a way.
a little bit inside the mind of uh, Matt Gates there. Um, and a lot of, and this is why I freaking love my Freedom Caucus 20, man, and, and, and just the Freedom Caucus in general. Now, you know, we'll see how much we can get done, but uh, in the meantime, <clears throat> um, it's good to see. So there you go. The DC cartel, indeed. Uh, hey, sis, how you doing? What's good? Um, again, I, I can't have Foxhole and my video playing at the same time. So I end up losing chat and yeah. Um, but anyways, um, beachside upon further consideration, president McCarthy may not be a smart move. There you go. Biden Harris admin is such a dumpster fire and it's going to get worse. Leave them there and heap scandal after scandal on their heads. Exactly. Beachside. Exactly. Now you're picking up what I'm putting down. Uh, good to see you out there beside. Thanks for the coffee. I appreciate you very much. Yeah, Matt, Matt's a, <laughs> Matt's a good dude. Uh, let's see. Just kind of hanging out there guys and, and, uh, listen, cool, cool. <laughs> no problem. Um, all right, then let's go over, over to here. Let's save the good stuff for the second half. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> Beetlejuice is in the news. Um, I, I haven't watched it yet, but I figured, ah, Beetlejuice is in the news. Mayor Lightfoot, I got to get you on one controversial thing um, before we let you go. Your campaign. Uh, re-election campaign is under investigation after being accused of trying to recruit Chicago public school students to help you get re-elected. What's your response to this story that, out of NBC News? Well, I, I, I've said it many times and I'll repeat it here. Look, in our, in, in our zeal to make sure that young people had an opportunity to participate in air flocking to our campaign, uh, uh, one of our staffers uh, reached out um, through publicly available information to CPS teachers and our city colleges, and that was just simply a mistake. I'm the mayor of the city. I'm not an, uh, somebody a aspiring mistake? to be the mayor. And the wall between the campaign and the official side has to be impenetrable. And no, 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 no. This was a conscious fucking decision by you scumbags. And it will be, and that was a mistake. Mistake. The fuck out of here, dude. Oh, wow. Under investigation, I hear, huh? That's what I heard. <laughs> Interesting. They were offering them school credit. That's not a mistake. Anyways, Beetlejuice in the news. <laughs> um, this it's just getting interesting. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Cash Patel had some words. I haven't heard this yet either. Uh, I wanted to hear it. Um, Carly picked this up from, I guess this is what this morning, um, on Bartman Brother Bannon. Intelligence crimes that have gone on. Cash Patel, your assessment 
Uh, you've got some uh, news to break, but your assessment also over the weekend of how the Democrats are a little bit like cockroaches. You know, you pick up a uh, rock and cockroaches run out. They're 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 not exactly forming a uh, a, a a a a a group of blockers for the uh, for the Biden administration. Cash Patel. Hey, it's great to be with you. Happy Martin Luther King Day, Steve. Um, look, I think when you have the trifecta that is Joe and Mika, Watermelon Head and Warnock come out um, and basically talk about classified information as if we, the Republicans, were all of a sudden not talking about classified information, that might be the biggest takeaway for me from that piece. All, at what point, Steve, has your show not talked about the Mar-a-Lago raid and the importance of classified documents? We've said that from day one. We've talked about the law and educated the American public on the law. And my, what I picked up over the weekend was the focus here, and this is for your audience, focus, 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 not on Joe Biden. He's not the target for us. The target for us is the administrative state and the highlighting of the two-tier system of justice, especially when you have the Democratic media come out and basically attempt to defend Joe Biden, but what they're doing in reality is setting the roadwork and the framework to have Joe Biden taken out so they can have another Democratic presidential candidate run in his, run in his place. And we got to be careful about overreaching. Right now, we have, we have the facts and the law on our side. We just have to not politicize it um, by making Joe Biden the target. The target is and has always been taking out the deep state. In 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 the deep state, I want to talk about this because you got to bifurcate this. Whenever the audience, our audience is more sophisticated than than anybody. One, you're more sophisticated, and you're more immersed in in details. Number two, we bring in the best people in the world to make sure they can. Act. So, with again with that Anthios in mind, <laughs> you know, you know, um, I don't know. Interesting times we live in, indeed. Actually, put the information out and then frame it so that you, so the people can use it in their personal lives. This is bifurcated. It's got to be pre November second and pre, and then post the cover up. Uh, so let's hold the cover up for a second. Pre, when we talk about administrative state, uh, Dana Remus, and and finally somebody's on top of this. Jonathan, I think uh, Molly Hemingway tweeted it over the weekend about somebody's got to look at the lawyers, and then uh, Jonathan Turley wrote a great piece. In the, I think, New York Post, I've put that up about the lawyers. She's a white, she's the White House counsel that then goes into private practice. And you understand uh, cash, and I know Christina Bob does. The White House counsel is the is the uh, lawyer for the office of the president, from president from General Washington all the way down to current. They represent the office of the president, like John Dean. You don't represent. Uh, Joe Biden or Donald Trump or Ronald Reagan as a person that you have personal lawyers. So the White House counsel, Dana Remus, leaves the White House counsel right before November 2nd. I think she announces in July. I believe her last day was October 2nd. I think it's that day. She's the one rummaging around on November 2nd. She's rummaging around in the closet at the at the pie, at the Penn Biden CCP uh, think tank center. Uh, how, why are we not? Why are they not giving? They don't want to talk about that at all. All the media wants to focus on is the cover up, because they understand the cover up here is bad. But this is a case yeah. where the cover up is not going to be as bad as the crime. There's something going on, brother. How Dana Dana Remus is making twenty five hundred bucks an hour. She's big league, top tier. The e ticket is representing Joe Biden as an individual. Everybody wants to get to you. 
Uh, I think she's over Gibson Dunn. Uh, I don't think she's at Perkins uh, Coy, Coy. I think she's at Gibson Dunn. Why is she rummaging around? Cash, you're a former prosecutor. You're a lawyer. You were the senior counsel to the Intelligence Committee. You're one of the most uh, highly respected lawyers in the city. Why is Dana Remus rummaging around uh, in Biden's when they should have movers doing it or staff doing it? Why is a, one of the most powerful lawyers in Washington, D.C., rummaging around in the Penn Biden uh, the Penn Biden CCP Center, sir? That's a good question. Steve, you have highlighted a point that nobody is talking about, and it's because it shows you that there are no coincidences in government with these government gangsters. It's not a coincidence she left the White House counsel. It shows to me how long they have known about Joe Biden's mishandling and violation of the law when it comes to classified documents. Like you and I talked about for the first time on this show before any other media did, this investigation began before November, before the election. We are only being told now, months later, that that was the start date. Yes. That's BS. Yes. When you have the biggest lawyer in the country who represents the Office of the Presidency leave her post to go basically manhunt for documents, you know it happened. And here's the kicker. Here's the, another lawyer that no one's talking about. Bob Bauer, Joe Biden's personal new attorney. Do you know where Bob Bauer used to be a senior partner of litigation for? Perkins Cooey with Sussman and Mark Elias. Well, these well, are not coincidences. Hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Bob Bauer is the architect of the big steal. Mark yeah. Elias was his grandoon. Mark Elias is his enforcer. Mark, Mark Elias is the engineer. Bob Bauer is the architect. The entire removal of Trump in the 2020 election, Bob Bauer is the man. And, oh, guess what? Another coincidence, married to Anita Dunn. Anita Dunn and Susan Rice, whose mitts are all, whose fingerprints are all over this from the White wait, House. Wait, I got one. I These got one more all, lawyer. This is, go ahead. Go, I, I go got ahead. one more lawyer for you. Do you know who is the national security and senior advisor to Merrick Garland, the number one government gangster? The wife of Jake Sullivan, <laughs> the current national security advisor oh to the United God. States of America, oh is advising Merrick Garland oh on the God. legality and national security implications of both of these investigations. Not a coincidence that this lady is out there manhunting documents for Joe Biden. She's running the investigation, she being uh, the wife of Jake Sullivan. And of course, Jake Sullivan, who's the biggest Hillary Clintonite in the world, is in the White House with Susan Rice, running this operation to, f to get rid of Joe Biden. How are the big law firms How in this city totally inextricably linked to the administrative state and the government gangsters because they go back and forth? How powerful are the law firms in this city in making the, in, in backing, having the back of the government gangsters being part of it and driving the agenda of the administrative state, sir? They're worse than the lobbyists, and that's rough saying. They are worse than the lobbyists. Let me give you one example. Um, Kirkland, uh, King Spaulding. Do you know who is a senior law partner at King & Spaulding right now? Rod Rosenstein. Do you know where Chris Ray used to be a senior partner? King Spaulding, before he became the FBI director. Do you know who's now the current national security advisor to King Spaulding? Gina Haspel, the former director of the CIA, the biggest trio of government gangsters that blockaded the Russiagate investigation. And now we have Robert Herr, who used to be a senior partner at Gibson Dunn. 
uh, is the new special counsel with, you know, the, the guys that we were just talking about. And we talked about on your show all the problems with his appointment as special counsel. But this should show America the corruption in the swamp is not just nested in the lobbying industry. But you're right, Steve, and I've never heard anyone say it. The biggest problem is the law firm surrounding him. Perkins Coie, Gibson Dunn, Big time. Uh, King Spaulding. They get hired. They hire on a circular oh, basis. Cancers. Uh, before we go, I want to talk about the book. But everybody, if you've seen the movie Nixon, I may have to play the clips. In Nixon, when Nixon goes overseas, Helms at the CIA, they mention Mongoose. I think it's and that's the assassination plots on Castro. About and he, he goes, hey, Nixon goes, let's not talk about that. I don't want that was the railhead, the Castro assassinations, the working with the mafia, the CIA, the Kennedy assassination, all up in one ball. The the Texas right wing oilmen, right, all up in, in one ball. They didn't want to talk about. It. We don't want to talk about mongoose. That's the same thing as RussiaGate here. That, that, that the Castro situation and the Bay of Pigs and the Cuban Missile Crisis was all the railhead of 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 all of that that led to the Church Committee. Cash, you've nailed this from day one because you and Devin Nunez fought this. It all is going to go back to Russiagate. And, and the subset of that, it all goes back to Ukraine. Ukraine's a big part of this. Obviously, Russiagate. Cash, you've nailed it. I love the title of the book, Government Gangsters. How do people get that and how do they get to your writings? Thanks so much. GovernmentGangsters.com. Real quick on the church committee, Steve. Follow the money. Yeah. That new committee needs to subpoena these law firms we just highlighted. That's another thing they must do while subpoenaing this special counsel. But go to governmentgangsters.com. Cash. All over, all over it. It leads back to to uh, Russiagate. And it leads back to Obamagate. And it leads back to Ukraine. And the money laundering therein. And the color revolution uh, started by Hillary Clinton. So, interesting times we live in indeed. How it's going to play itself out. I know we're all here for the ride, that's for sure. <laughs> well, we're all here for the ride. Who knows how it's going to play itself out, but we shall see. All right, I'm just going to hang out with you guys here for a little bit, for uh, for about five minutes to the top of the hour here, and then we'll get to um, that live dig I was doing that I was telling you guys about. What's behind the Frankist Sabbatean movement and its cult of evil? I'm going to do a little uh, read on this uh, for my own uh, information and for yours as well. So anyways, uh, Alita, hey, great to see you out there over there on Rumble and, and the rest of you guys over there on Rumble. Thanks for being here today, guys. If you can, hit, hit that plus button or that thumbs up uh, button there over there. I appreciate you all. Thanks for being here today, guys. How you guys doing over here on Pilled? Hey, Frogger. Yeah, Cash nails it as always, right? Uh, one gigantic recirculating sewer system. Yeah, and they're all being exposed, and that's the interesting part to me to watch as this all plays out, right? Because, you know, if – let's see. Uh, actually, I think it was yesterday's Anatomy of Spygate um, was interesting uh, – Hold on, let me see if I can find uh, that original post. Because, you know, the shadow presidency and that whole that whole topic that Q talked about, I thought was always an interesting part of all of this. Um, hmm. I wish I could find that post. Anyways, it all leads back to presidential daily briefings under Obama. Um, and then the, when Obama weaponized the U S government. So, you know, and all these names that, that cash is talking about are all stuff that we were reading about talking about during Q post. Right. And, and when we were trying to dig in on 
Russiagate and what was all happening. And so, ah, interesting times, man. It is definitely interesting times. Um, let's see here. Let me get lined up here for the next. That's what I got over there. There we go. Um, what's up, abolitionist? How are you out there today? Bannon remembers like you do. Uh, show me Rose. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, Bannon's been uh, doing great work for a long time, man. No doubt about it. Lucky number seventeen, Alita. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Hey Brad, how you doing out there? Hope all is well. Still waiting for my unsilent coin. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, greetings. Hi. <laughs> Susan Rice, yeah. Yeah, Susan Rice was in several posts. Rice. <laughs> These are the times that try men's souls. The summer soldier and the sunshine patriot will, in this crisis, shrink from the service of their country, but he that stands by it now deserves the love and thanks of man and woman tyranny like hell is not easily conquered yet we have this consolation with us that the harder the conflict the more glorious the triumph what we obtain too cheap too esteemed too lightly we esteem too lightly in its dearness only that gives us gives everything in its value heaven knows how to put a proper price upon its goods and it would be strange indeed if so celestial an article as freedom should not be highly rated. Thomas Paine. <laughs> uh. hmm. How do you infiltrate the mainstream media? February 17th, 2019, QPost 2770 came in. How do you infiltrate, infiltrate the mainstream media? Example one. ABC News executive producer Ian Cameron is married to Susan Rice, the national security advisor to Hussein. <laughs> I love this cute post. CBS News, CNN, journalist Biana Vitalovena married to Peter Orzag, director in Office of Budget, Budget Management for the Hussein administration. CBS News president David Rhodes is the brother of Ben Rhodes. <laughs> Uh, the National Security Advisor to Hussein, Deputy National Security Advisor to Hussein, ABC News Correspondent Claire Shipman, married to Jay Carney, White House Press Secretary of Hussein. Mainstream media equals like an arm of the extension of the Democrat Party. Nothing to see here, Q. <laughs> uh, there's, there's one of the Susan Rice ones. I think the other ones are in there. It's it's under SR, so you got to find it. It's harder to find them. But, yeah, Susan Rice is uh, one of, definitely one of the key figures in all of this as well. No doubt about it. Did I see Mr. President just truthing something out there today? 
One minute ago, the FBI Fake Bureau of Investigation and the Department of Injustice, together with the Trump-hating thug Jack Smith, are interviewing, harassing, and subpoenaing people that work for me relative to the boxes hoax and the peacefully and patriotically speech I made on January 6th protest of the rigged and stolen presidential election where so many have been treated horribly and unconstitutionally. This is a Gestapo-type operation. Are they doing this to the Biden people? I don't think so. It is a Gestapo-type operation, Mr. President. No doubt about it. Oh, man. Hey, old Greg Gold, how are you? Ah, the Susan Rice Iranian connection? Yes, yes. Good call. Muslim Brotherhood? Oh, man, 4284, May 19th, 2020. That's a good one. Huma Abedin and the Muslim Brotherhood. <laughs> yeah, there's your infiltration. <laughs> oh, anyways, top of the hour here, guys. Let me uh, get back to <laughs> just kind of hanging out with you guys here for a little bit. Uh, let me get back to whatever I was doing here. <laughs> Hanging in there, old Greg Oak. Glad to hear you. What's up, Sean Joe? Hey, Kelly. Shade, for the first time watching your show. Very good, Abe. Always good info. Anywhere to see. Hey, thanks, Kelly. Thanks. For, appreciate that. Whoops. Swing and a miss. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Kelly. Joyful June, who cares? Else Park, Cage Farmer, Victoria, Daisy Chains, and Unchained. Thank you all for the gold pills out there. Uh, much love to you guys. Appreciate you all very much. You people, you Foxhole fam are freaking awesome people, man. I love you guys. All the lurkers and listeners that are hanging out as well, much love. What's for dinner, Nana? I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do for dinner tonight as well. Uh, yes, yes. All right. Um, so let's, uh, pivot here. Okay. So Friday night, Friday night, I was hanging out watching, uh, quite frankly, I've missed, been missing him and he's got his new shows are back. So I'm like, yes, finally some new, some new stuff from Frank. So I was hanging out watching him and he had Leo Zagami on, uh, who's an interesting person and just a lot of interesting information, you know? And so some of the information that he was talking about, I ended up doing a live dig on and I want to read you something from this that I think you'll find interesting. So let me cue this up and let's check this swing and a miss. Uh, let's check this out and then we'll move from here into some other, the Twitter files and some other stuff. All right. What's behind the Frankish Sabbatean movement and its cult of evil. I haven't read this yet. I kind of scanned most of it and um, figured it was perfect to, to kind of present to you guys live. So do what you want and you will be saved. That is the message of Frankism, a cult which originated in the 18th century and has followers until our present days. 
The nihilist religion of Frankism preaches redemption through sin. <clears throat> this doctrine of the sacred sin demands to <clears throat> annihilate moral religion or any other ethical belief system. If we cannot be saints, let us all be sinners. Stand by. Let me clear my throat one. The true way of the believers is going the path of evil in order to redeem oneself and humankind. Frankism praises the redemptive powers of destruction to bring deliverance to the world. Did the founder of this movement, Jacob, Jacob Frank, from 1726 to 1791, foresee what should come in the centuries after him when he said of himself that wherever I set foot, all will be destroyed? For I come onto this world only to destroy and annihilate. Are the Frankists the secret ruler of the modern world? From Sabbateism to Frankism. The name Frankism comes from the founder of this movement, Jacob Frank. He was the most radical representative of the Sabbatean movement, which, according to the great rabbinical uh, scholar, Golem Sholem, uh, has shattered the world of traditional Judaism beyond repair. Frankism goes back to Sabbatai Sevi, 1626 to, 16, uh, to uh, 1676, known as the false messiah of the 17th century. Sevi, sometimes also written as Zevi or Zvi, um, was born in Is uh, Izmir, Turkey in 1626. He proclaimed himself as, as the new Messiah and gained a huge following in Asia Minor and in Eastern Europe. At the peak of his fame and popularity, Sabbatai asked, asked the Turkish Sultan to hand him over hand him over Jerusalem. Thank you, Trick Pony. <clears throat> Yet the ruler of the Ottoman Empire confronted Sevi with the alternative of choosing either to be executed or convert to Islam. When the Sabbatai chose uh, not to die as a martyr, he consequently lost his influence and respect among his followers. Sabbatai Sevi died in obscurity in Montenegro in 1676. 100 years later, Jacob Frank revived the Sabbatean cult with the claim that he is the true new Messiah. In the, Eastern, in the Eastern European world at that time, which longed for deliverance, his message aroused a youth... Uh, a euthanistic, um, enthusiastic fellowship. Jeez, Frankism became uh, a mass movement fed by burning desire of his followers to construct a new world order. Frankism promotes the double negativity to deny the world through nihilism in order to save it. The cult follows the mystical tradition of the Kabbalah. After the great shock of being expelled from the Iberian Peninsula towards the end of the 15th century, Judaism suffered another blow from the waves of the deadly programs of Eastern Europe, particularly in Poland and in the Ukraine in 1648 and 1649. <clears throat> Mystical movements arose and fought against rationalism that came with the Enlightenment. I'll say that one more time. Mystical movements arose and fought against rationalism that came with the Enlightenment. The overall mental confusion of the age provided by the ground for messianic movements. Like his predecessor, Sabbatai Sevi, Jacob Frank, 
preached purification through transgression. The discretion of what is considered to be holy, such as the Talmud or the Bible, and by performing orgiastic rituals, the human downfall must be so severe that God has no longer an alternative than saving the world. Coming out of the Jewish tradition, the Frankists challenged the Judaic Talmud and the rule of the rabbis. The basic tenets of Frankism, and this and the following quotes, see uh, Gorsum Shalom's Redemption Through Sin of 1936, in the Messianic Idea in Judaism and other essays of Jewish spirituality, um, are the beliefs that an apostasy of the Messiah is necessary with the sacramental descent into the realm of the Kelepot, that the believer must not appear as he really is, that the Torah of Azalut must be observed through the violation of the Torah of Bariah, that the first cause and the God of Israel are not the same, and the former being the God of rational philosophy, the latter the God of religion. In three hypotheses of Godhead, all of which have been or will be incarnated in human form. Those are the key points. The followers of Jacob, Frank, saw in him the true Messiah and a veritable saint as he could impress the masses with his intrepidness that neither seems to fear God nor the rulers of his time, be be they, they worldly or religious. Frank could make his followers believe that he was not just another kind of Sabbatai, but a true messenger of redemption. The good God first sent Sabbatai Sevi into the world, yet Sabbatai was too weak to find the true way. Jacob Frank, in his contrast, so he, so him, he himself claimed would be the true savior. At its main thesis, at its main thesis, Frankism pronounces the cosmos the Tevel, the earthly world, Tevel HaGashemi, I don't know, is the creation of God because if it were, the earthly world would be eternal and man would be immortal. There are worlds that also belong to the good God, but they are hidden except the believers, Frankist, who possess divine powers. Among the true believers, the Frankists, lives the King of Kings, who is also known as the Big Brother. The evil power that created the cosmos introduced death into the world. The evil power is connected to the feminine and the composed of the rulers of the world, among them the angel of death. These rulers have been reincarnated on earth in a human form and block the path leading to the good God. The good God is unknown to man and unknowable, and there has not yet been an incarnation of him. In the, presence of a, in the present aeon, there are three rulers of the world, life, wealth, and death. Wisdom is, not, is connected to the good God, must replace death, yet the good God is not able, has not been able to reveal himself to mankind. The world is in the thrall of evil laws. All right, I'm just going to keep going. Just, I'm just taking this all in, all right? Be evil. Frankism preaches to cast off the domination of the evil laws that rule human existence on this earth. 
The good God has sent messengers such as the patriarchs as well as Moses and Jesus, yet human beings are too weak to follow their rules. Commandments of these religions that uh, commandments of these religions that these failed messengers created are useless and even in, injurious. In contrast, the ancient prophets, Jacob Frank promised to lead his followers to the true way. His commandments stipulate to free oneself of all laws, conventions, all traditional morals and religions, and to transform all attitudes into its opposite and him as the leader into the abyss. After his conversion to Catholicism, Jacob Frank declared, page 49, quote, Christ, as you know, said that he had come to redeem the world from the hands of the devil, but I have come to redeem it from all the laws and customs that have ever existed. It is my task to annihilate all of this so that the good God can reveal himself, unquote. Mankind is in a war that paradoxically will lead to an eternal structure. In the meanwhile, the warriors of annihilation must be the warriors without religion. The bearer of destruction must reach freedom by his own might. In order to ascend, one must first descend. No area of, of the human existence or the soul must be left out. The biblical Jacob's ladder is shaped like a V. Mankind can only climb to the infinite when it first descends and, and be cast down to the bottom rung. Hello, Renai. In this sense, Jacob Frank pronounces, quote, I did not come into this world to lift you up, but rather to cast you down to the bottom of the abyss, unquote. One must fall to the point where it is impossible to descend to uh, any inch more. One must fall so deep that one cannot ascend again through one's own strength, but only the Lord can raise you up through his power. We are now under the obligation to enter the abyss in which all laws and religions are annihilated, says Jacob Frank. This, quote, descent into the abyss requires rejecting all religions and conventions and the practice of perversities as the cult of strange acts. The path to the pit requires voluntary abasement and the utter shamelessness for, uh, for through that one gains, the titkun of which speaks the Torah, the rectification that fixes one's soul. The Chronicles of the Life of Lord Harry Lenowitz provides a collection of the many and varied strange acts attributed to Jacob Frank. Insult must be heaped onto the guardians of the authorities of an old and an open revolt against the established rulers must be instigated. The gospel of libertinism lies at the heart of traditional Noahism whose political exp expression are revolutions and whose modern lifestyle ecker, echo is Aleister Crowley's motto, do what thou wilt. The three rulers of the world blocked the path to the bottom of the ladder. None of the ancients was able to descend far enough, neither Solomon nor Jesus, nor even Sabbatai Sevi. Their error was not to have kept silence. Hmm. This is interesting, isn't it? 
I'll go. I'll explain why I'm reading this a little more after we get it done. But the last couple paragraphs here. Conspiracy of silence. The way of deliverance is deceitful, and the followers of Jacob Frank have to be perfectly silent. The mystic principle of Frankism is the burden of silence. The followers must maintain a great reserve, and each must appear different from what one really is. Appearance must be upheld while the evil gets done and the death comes before confession. Frankism has no need of scholars, priests, rabbis, or gurus. On the contrary, keeping silent is the true way. The right way is not to talk and to give presentations, but to act with all force and to go the way of silence. The believers must carry the burden of silence and remain clandestine. A believer must hold his tongue like a man drawing a bow. Quote, the longer one holds his breath and keeps silent, the further the arrow will fly. From the abyss, holy knowledge will come when the burden of silence gets carried. One, one will be among the nations of the world, but not intermingle with them. The destination of the anarchic liberty of truly free man, Edom, is the name of the place to go to and the way to it is lit by the light of knowledge, Gnosis. The real Messiah is a woman, and to her all the king's weapons are surrendered. She is Sophia, the divine wisdom who removes death and takes its place as one of the three rulers of the world. Yet as of now, this divine woman must remain hidden. She is the holy serpent who guards the garden. As Jershon Sholm explains in page 51, quote, as of yet, the place of Esau, the home of the virgin of the true salvation, has not been attained by anyone, but its hidden light will first be revealed to the believers who will have the distinction of being its soldiers and fighting on its behalf, end quote. Early roots of the mysticism of Jacob Frank go back to the second century of the spiritualist morality of Noahism, pneumatics. In his book on Noahism, Hannes Jonas explains the revolutionary character of the pneumatics. The followers of this cult combine their full rejection of all traditional norms of behavior with a claim to unlimited freedom. By this, the believer obtains the license to do as one pleases. These actions are the proof of one's own authenticity that is bestowed from person to a person from above. Into the mind of a Frankist, right? The Frankist rule requires that the believer must remain silent and must not reveal himself, but practice deception and spread confusion. The pneumatic movement is secret and elitist. This select group enjoys an enjoys a extra spirit that allows the believer of being no longer subject to the standards of obligations of his time. This select group enjoys the privilege of being a free person, free from the demands of laws and conventions. This pneumatic way of life is not reactive, but implies the right to the realization of this freedom. Uninhibited behavior is not protest, but self-realization. All right. Um, the last section here is the apocalypse, and then I'll and then we'll talk about this a little more. Uh, yeah, last section, the apocalypse. 
as the believer throws himself into the arms of sin, he performs a sacred act as his self seeks to fill the vacuum between the present time and that to, that to come. Hostility to all conventions and to the traditional morals is not opposition, but deliverance in order to define oneself as exclusive and different from the majority of the human race and actually as an act to place oneself above all kinds of religious and mundane authorities. Gershom Shalom, part seven, laments that for the Jew who saw in Frankism the solution to his personal problems and queries, the world of Judaism has been utterly dashed to pieces, although he himself may not have traveled the true way at all, may even in fact have continued to remain outwardly the most orthodox observers. I don't understand what I just read right there, but I'm just going to continue to read it all, all right? After 1758, following Jacob Frank's lead, many of his followers in Central and Eastern Europe converted to Catholicism beginning. In Western Europe, however, the Sabatinis remained Jewish, and tradition was carried on uh, not by individuals, through fam but, but through families. Shalom Part uh, 8, for these, many of them rooted in Germany and the Austro-Hungarian Empire have had largely a wealthy background and high uh, rabbinical learning over generations. Some of them have kept on the holy faith and their Judaism has become an outer cloak for their truth, true beliefs. The idea of violating the Torah as a cardinal principle of the holy faith has been transformed into the dream of a general revolution that would establish a new world order in a single stroke. It is a coincidence that towards the end of Jacob Frake's life in the American 1776 and the French Revolution of 1789 began. Jacob Frank and his followers at least saw events in America and in France as visible proof of their belief. Gershom Sholem informs that part eight of his book, Redemption Through Sin, that believers in the ghettos of Austria celebrated the French Revolution for the persecution of the Catholic Church and its priestly members. According to Sholem, the biblical text, the prophecy of Isaiah shows the delight at the prospect of the coming apocalypse, which is destined to take place solely that the Jewish people might be reborn, repudiate its rabbis and other false leaders, and embrace the faith of the true Jacob as, the, as befits the people of God of Jacob. Religious ideas mingle freely with the apocalyptic expectations with the true faith as the path that leads to both the spiritual and political liberation. Picking up what I'm putting down here yet? In 1799, circulated the Red Epistle, a letter written in red ink and addressed to the Frankists of Offenbach, Germany, that called for the following, the Holy Religion of Edom. In it, the author claims that the first Jacob of the Bible will be, will be perfected by the second Jacob, Jacob Frank. Although there is a burden of silence about this, and while the heart must not reveal what it knows to the mouth, the believers will live among the nations that have their shelter under the biblical Jacob to complete their mission to make the light known out of the darkness. All right, last two paragraphs. You hanging it? You 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 picking up what I'm putting down here, guys? I realize it's kind of long, but it's worth it. All right, let me just finish this. Frankism lives on not only the some parts of Judaism, but 
Given the conversion of Sevi to Islam and Jacob Frank to Catholicism and other two great monolithic religions. Hmm. References for, to, for the literal treatment in Frankist movement include the great Jewish author Isaac Basevi's singer, uh, who treated the Frankist movement in two novels, Satan and Gore and Window Through the World, the, knowledge, the novel The Book of Jacob by that guy, won her, won, that, that woman, won her a Nobel Prize in 2018. What's up, boys blank? Okay, why did I just put you through all of that? Are you still there? <laughs> why did I put you through all of that? Because the interesting discussion that, quite frankly, had with Leo Zagami, what he is saying is, is this is the foundation of what exists today in the elite cultish world of the Biden crime family and the rest. So, you know, this is where the, 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 the sex side of this is used by the cultists like, you know, um, Jeffrey Epstein and the rest and all of it's being exposed. And one of the things that we heard in with, uh, the priest on, uh, uh last night, um, father Rippinger was that when the more that, that they are exposed, just like the, the, the opposite of the silence, the weaker they become. And so I present to you what is the foundation of the religious battle of our time. That's what this is. That's what I just read to you. What I just read to you is the foundation of the religious war that we are living in right now. Spiritual war on some sides, a mystical war to many, a spiritual war to many, no doubt. But if, if in my quest to understand the foundation of what is we are up against, right? Because it has been simplified or misdirected by, um, by many. Um, you know, it, it is way too simplified to just um, point a finger at a single thing. That right there is what the foundation of our religious battle that we face right now. And I appreciate um, getting a chance to do kind of a live dig while listening to Leo, Leo Zagami and Frank have an awesome discussion. Uh, the Confessions of an Illuminati, Volume 8, From the Rise of the Antichrist to the Sound of the Devil and the Great Reset um, is Leo Zagami's new book, and I would like to get it for sure. Um, I, I, it's number eight, so there, apparently there are many more. And again, like everything, I take everything just as information input, right? To use as, um, as a frame of reference for when I present information to you guys. I'll let you guys have the fun with the rest of all that stuff, right? I'm just looking at these things as that angle. And um, shout out to, quite frankly, um, for having an amazing discussion with Leo Zagami Friday night. If you haven't seen it yet, I highly recommend you do. <clears throat> all right. Yes, who or what is our real enemies? Indeed, and that is it right there, uh, abolitionists. So, yeah, that uh, should wake us up a little more too, right? Uh, secondarily, 
um, he he did talk that there there seems to be movement in the Vatican and talk in the Vatican of a change at the Pope. And so I, you know, as for those of you that have been listening, I have been, you know, kind of having this idea that that may be coming here in the near future as well. And I had hope that going forward, that maybe we would get somebody, you know, less evil in the Vatican. Um, but uh, if if we are to, and I'm just going to present this as information, if we are to believe what the rumors are right now, <clears throat> they are going to remove this Pope to install something worse. <clears throat> um, and I don't mean, mean it as in, um, I don't mean it as in a racist statement. I mean it as in the black Pope statement is more real than meets the eye. Peter Turkson is who is rumored, I guess, uh, according to Leo, to be the next Pope. And if I would recommend you all do your own dig on it, all right? I would just, if I'm not going to do the dig on it, I'm not going to present anything because this is, this angle of this stuff is less my strength. There are people out there that can do digs on this stuff that are much more informed on the Vatican, the workings, the inner workings, all of that kind of stuff. But anyways, I just wanted to tell you that this was um, who he re who he thought of um, as maybe the, the next uh, Pope, Cardinal Peter Turkson. And I hear he's also in WEF today or in uh, Davos today or whatever. So also interesting if he is the next Pope. So we'll, I'm going to watch it closely as it plays itself out with that in mind is, I guess is my point. All right. Um, where do I go next? Got that done. I got a half hour left here and I have what? Some interesting things. Oh, um, did uh, Elon's rocket launch? I was going to try to play it live. I kind of wanted to see it. Uh, it's the big-ass rocket that's going off. Um, what is that? Uh, I don't know. Um, let me see here. Where am I going to go next here? Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll go watch that later on my own. How's that sound? But I guess... Um, 5.55 Eastern, so 4.55. So, yeah, it already launched. Uh, Elon launched, launched a big-ass rocket today. So, there's that. Um, what else did I have today? It was kind of um, some more articles. I don't feel like reading anymore. Um, so, I'll just show you what I got, and then we'll go through and see if there's anything through... Uh, that's new out there. How's that sound? Um, just kind of chill the last half hour of it. So I'll just kind of hang out with you guys. Some people feel the Antichrist will come from Rome. It will be something to watch for. I don't know. Yeah, I hear you. Um, and something it's in, in um, United Kingdom. It's, yeah. But I don't know. It's it's all the manipulation of the religious war, right? So what what is it really? That's who the hell knows. This world's so crazy. Anyways, um, let's see here. Uh, what, what else did I have tagged here? I have oh, um, Christina Bob's new book is out. 
stealing your vote, the inside story of the 2020 election and what it means for 2024. I really want to read this. Um, so that is another book that's on my list to get as well. Stealing your vote by Christina Bob is out today. Uh, House Republicans prepared to execute emergency strategy for breaching the debt limit. I wanted to hear or see what the plan was here. Um, give the Treasury Department guidance if the White House and Congress can't agree to lift the nation's debt ceiling. They better not freaking lift the debt ceiling. Um, what up, shit show? The plan was part of the private deal that struck between House conservatives and Kevin McCarthy in order to win the speakership. Chip Roy, who brokered the deal adopt a payment prioritization plan by the end of the first quarter of the year. The emergency contingency plan will need to include major spending cuts from the Biden administration in exchange for which Republicans will sign off on raising the current limit of $31.4 trillion before the treasury department can't borrow anymore. On Friday, the treasury secretary Janet Yellen said the treasury department will enact extraordinary measures next week. So the government can keep its payment obligations. However, she couldn't guarantee that the U.S. will make it beyond early June without default. Also on Friday, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre made clear the administration will not negotiate. Yeah, fuck you. Democrats are planning to push back on the plan and will likely need a uh, hypothetical proposal to triage Social Security, Medicare benefits for veterans, Medicaid, the rest. And the military leave leave out huge swaths of, of federal expenditures on things like Medicaid, food safety inspections. So here goes this battle. Air traffic control, border control. So here we go with all that. Um, school f uh, lunches, um, all that stuff. So, all right. So that's the plan. They're going to try to... Um, they're going to try at least to get something done with uh, the spending limit. And that battle should be coming up here in a couple of days. So I just wanted to see what they were trying to do there. All right. Um, destroying democracy an inside job. Let's see. What was this? Pete Hoekstra from the Gale Stone Institute wrote a great piece. And I don't really want to read it all right now. Cause I don't feel like reading, but it's really well done in the summary of what all of this means right now with Hunter Biden's laptop and all of this other stuff uh, tying in the Twitter files and the intelligence community stuff with all of that, along with the weaponized intelligence community. Um, it's really good article and um, goes right back to 2013. Question from Senator Ron Wyden to then national intelligence director, DNI uh, Clapper, D James Clapper about whether the NSA collects any type of data on millions or hundreds of millions of Americans. And Clapper said, no, sir, not wittingly. <sighs> Anyways, um, yeah, it's too long and I don't feel like reading. Anyways, it's a really good article. Um, my bro Brad found this. What the hell was this, Brad? Oh, this is, um, let's see here. The chronologically of four gospels. He said he didn't know the sourcing of this, but he said that, it looks like a chronological order of the Gospels, which is really interesting. Mark 1-1 one, one and Luke 1-1-4. Prelude to John and then the genealogies of Jesus. Hmm. 
the birth of John the Baptist and the baptism of Jesus Christ. The angel appears to Zechariah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Interesting. An angel appears to Mary. So like it's, yeah. So it's a breakdown of a kind of a more of a timeline of, of the Bible. That's interesting. So if you wanted to read the Bible in chronological order, that's pretty cool. Um, here, I'll leave this out there for you guys. If there's anyone out there that would be interested in that, it's a PDF. So beware if you grab that link. Uh, take the V off the back of it before you um, put it into your browser. That way, it doesn't. If you don't want to, then yeah. Nice find, Brad. That's a good one there. Uh, let's see what else. Oh yeah, this guy. Italian mafia boss Matteo Messina Denar Denaro, the last of Costa Nostra's leaders, arrested after a 30-year manhunt today. Hmm. Huh. <laughs> Just you know, like I like we've been talking about recently, watching Rome and watching what's happening around there. Italian authorities arrested Italy's most wanted fugitive on Monday taking mafia boss Matteo Messina Denaro into custody after a 30-year manhunt. Denaro's arrest brings to close the era of Costa Nostra's Sicilian crime syndicate depicted in the Godfather movies. Huh. Hmm. So Pope dies, Cardinal Penn dies, and Godfather gets arrested. Just to see that. I just I present to you just the sequence of events. If I could type, that'd be freaking awesome. You know what I'm saying? If I could actually type, there are 20 cupos with Godfather three in them. One of them is this. Uh, June, July 30th, 2019, 3565. Pope Francis actually put this out. Let us pray on July 30th, 2019 at 6.30 a.m. Let us pray that the Lord will free the victims of human trafficking and help us to respond actively to the cry for help of so many of our brothers and sisters who are deprived of their dignity and freedom and human trafficking. We agree, not my Pope. But Q says Godfather 3 is going to be biblical. So, hmm. I don't know. I just present for perspective. And then 306, news unlocks the map. Future proves past. Why was the Lord's Prayer posted? Which version? Why is this relevant? What came out, re the Lord's Prayer? What can be connected? Dots. Do you believe in coincidences? Review the map. Post relevant news drops. Godfather 3Q. Godfather 3, be prepared for what you find. In that article, this that I read to you is being prepared for what you find. It is the, the sexual mysticism of the church in the frankest Sabbatean way. That is who Pope Francis 
has come from what he has come from. The foundation of his beliefs is where that he comes from. Their need for symbolism will be their downfall. Follow the owl. Why? Heads around the world, identify and list. They don't hide. They don't fear you. You're sheep to them. You're the feeders. Godfather 3Q. Let's see. When was this announced? The Saudi Arabian operation comes in. What if Hugh Hefner was a clown in America? What is a honeypot? Define blackmail. How could this be applied using the science cult mysticism of sex? How could this be applied? Fantasyland. Who has all the information? Hunters become the hunted. Operations underway. Operations a- operators active. Disinformation is real. Disinformation is necessary. Silent war. Some gets out. The Great Awakening, Iron Eagle, Godfather 3, The Hunt for Red October, which is why I played <laughs> Steve Zenick Talks. I merely present as interesting information. That's it. Um, November 12th, 2017, 144 came in. Patriots don't sleep. 40,000 foot view necessary to understand the United States, Saudi Arabia, global events. Paint the picture. Decrease altitude. We're not going to fly that high again. Higher altitude has a greater risk of conspiracy. This guy's fucking crazy. You see what he was talking about? Entheos and then talking about religious stuff. And now he's talking about cupos. This guy is crazy. I merely present as interesting information. Is that okay? Many cannot and will not swallow the information I just presented today. What is no such agency, a Q group? Who has the clearance to the full picture? Important. (sighs) Admiral Rogers, what agency is at war with the clowns in America? How does POTUS shift the narrative? The new age of enlightenment, 80% covert, 20% gets into the public. Clown show around us seems, seems plausible to me. What has uh, occurred over the last several months? Classified info leaks? Question mark. Operations. Think Saudi Arabia. CNN sale. What company's recent large cash injections by clowns in America was made public? Why? Does it hurt? Who does it hurt? Who controls the mainstream media? Primary objective from the beginning, POTUS discredit the mainstream media. Why is this relevant? How is information transmitted? How are people informed? Why was Sarah A. Carter attacked in a hack attempt? Why was Operation Mockingbird repeated? What's up, one leg? Why was Jason Board's CIA dream repeated? Think social media platforms. Who are the wizards and warlocks? What council do the Wizards and Warlocks control? Think Snowden. Inside terms dropped. Alice in Wonderland. Lower in the flight deck. Godfather 3. Speed. Everything has meaning. Disney is a distraction. Senate and Congress are puppets. Not all. There's a power shift. For God and country. For humanity. Geronimo Q. All right, let me, this is the one I wanted to get to. Since Godfather has been arrested today, Matteo Messina Denaro, where we decided to read Godfather 3Q posts, the map comes up, the map itself. This is Q. The rest is information presented. This 
is Q. So if you really wanted to read through all of this stuff, it's worth your time. It is the first 58-ish Q posts. Uh, the good old days, man, of reading Q posts. Why not, man? It's a freaking Monday. There ain't shit going on. What else is in here? Godfather 3, Godfather 3, list of billionaires. What is money flow disruption? I merely ask questions, says Q. 119, Q post 119 came in on November 6, 2017. Just some good, some interesting questions, right? What is money flow disruption? When we look at the happenings around the world, okay? So this is why, this is what shapes my news flow of things when I see things. List the billionaires. What family history goes back pre-World War I and World War II? Why is this relevant? When did Bush family recently break silence and attack POTUS? Coincidence pre-Saudi Arabia arrest? Who audits billions paid for war? Who audits the billions paid for environmental policy? On a side note, where do the funds go? Offshore or Ukraine? To who, which entity and or organizations? What slush funds have recently terminated by AG Sessions? What is Fast and Furious? What's the underlying theme? Money. Who controls the Fed? Who, honest question, who controls the Fed? How did political leaders, talking heads, ac accumulate assets in excess of $5 million, Nancy Pelosi? Maxine Waters, how'd your ass get so rich? What's the net worth of people prior to taking office? Reconcile, why is this relevant? Snow White, Godfather 3, Q. The money laundering head? Social media platforms, top 10 shareholders of Facebook, Twitter, Reddit. Why, why is this relevant? <laughs> Anderson Cooper's background. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Important to archive. <laughs> The good old days of Q-Pulse, man. All right, what else do I have here today for you guys? Oh, the Twitter files. Let's wrap the show up with that. Um, what else did I have? Documents show FBI and ATF warrantless surveillance through gun background checks. That released today as well. Um, talked about cash. Evil Abnormal Beast, FBI's suicide note to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. revealed 50 years later as the FBI told Martin Luther King Jr. to kill himself. FBI still doing their, their work these days. A new piece from the Twitter files from Lee Fang, how the pharmaceutical industry lobbied social media to shape content around vaccine policy. The push included direct pressure from Pfizer partner BioNTech to censor activists demanding low-cost generic vaccines for low-income countries. In 2020, it was clear that the pandemic would require rapid innovation. Early on, there was a push to make the solution equitable, an internal partnership to share ideas, technology, new forms of medicine will rapidly solve the crisis. But global drug giants saw the crisis as an opportunity for unprecedented profit. Behind closed doors, Pharma launched a massive lobbying blitz to crush any effort to share patents, IP, intellectual property for new COVID-related medicine, including therapeutics and vaccines. I was banned off of YouTube for talking about therapeutics. 
BIO, the lobby group that represents biopharma, including Moderna and Pfizer, wrote the newly elected Biden administration demanding the U.S. government sanction any country attempting to violate patent rights and create generic low-cost COVID medicine or vaccines. That brings us to Twitter. The global lobbying blitz includes direct pressure on social media. BioNTech, which develops Pfizer vaccine, reached out to Twitter to request that Twitter directly censor users tweeting at them to ask for generic low-cost vaccines. Twitter's representatives responded quickly to the farmer request, which also backed by the German government, a lobbyist in Europe asked the content moderation team to monitor the accounts of Pfizer, AstraZeneca, and activists' hashtags like people's vaccine. The potential fake accounts that Twitter monitored for protesting Pfizer, these were real people. Here's one on the Twitter team flagged for potential terms of use violations. I talked to Terry, a 74-year-old retired bricklayer in the United Kingdom on the phone. I think I played that on here on our show. It's not clear what actions Twitter ultimately took in this particular request. Several Twitter employees noted in a subsequent messages that none of this activism constituted abuse, but the company continued monitoring tweets. In a separate push, Pfizer and Moderna lobbying group Bio fully funded a special content moderation campaign designed by a contractor called Public Good Projects, which worked with Twitter to set content moderation rules around COVID, quote unquote, misinformation. Thank you, Daisy Change and Sean Joe. God bless you guys. Bio provided $1.275 million to the campaign, part of which revealed through a tax forms, the PGPJ campaign called Stronger helped Twitter create content moderation bots, which select which public health accounts got verification and helped crowdsource content takedowns. Many of the tweets that BioFunded campaign focused on were truly unhinged misinformation, like claims that vaccines could include microchips, but others, stronger lobbied Twitter, uh, were on the more gray area, like vaccine passports and vaccine mandates, policies that coerce vaccination. That's what I got banned for, too. The Moderna Pfizer fund on, on, on Facebook. The Moderna Pfizer funded campaign included direct regular emails with lists of tweets to take down and others to verify. Here's an example of those types of emails that went straight to Twitter's lobbyists and content moderators, many focused on Zero Hedge, which was suspended. Which is why I still seek out Zero Hedge stuff because they do a great job of collating good information. Not all of it's, you know, on point, but it's a good coalition of information as long as you can, you know, have your own discernment. Um, so there we go. There's that with Zero Hedge. Notably, this massive push to censor and label COVID misinformation never applied to drug companies when Big Pharma widely exaggerated the risk of creating low-cost generic COVID vaccines. Stronger did nothing. The rules applied only to the critics of the industry, of course. This is how they misinformed the public and created a mass hysteria. Here's my reported piece with more detail. I was given some access to Twitter emails. I signed and agreed to nothing. Twitter had no input into anything I did or wrote. The searches were carried out by Twitter, by a Twitter attorney. So what I saw could be limited. And so here is the article in the intercept as well as the full thread 
of what was released today. The uh, He wrote the article in the Intercept uh, today. So if you want to get that Intercept article, I will drop this link in there for you guys today. But that in general, uh, for this crowd, you all watched it happen. You're all, you know, you all got censored as part of it too. So it's not like it's nothing new to you, but sauce, proof, not just our speculation, not just what we believed happened, not just the manipulation of society by our government, the weaponization of our government from information, but blood on the hands of the U.S. government for what they did around COVID. And the consequences are going to play themselves out for probably years on end, unfortunately. That, I think, is I got through everything, really. Yeah. Uh, President Trump, anything else from Mr. President today before I check in with you guys? Nine minutes ago, House Oversight Chairman demands visitor logs to Biden. Home says archives is stonewalling the probe. Go figure. Comer's doing great. We're trying to get to the bottom of it. Nine minutes ago from President Trump. Tax cheat. Joe didn't report the $50,000 a month in rent Hunter claimed he paid. That story out there as well. So two new ones from President Trump today as we wrap the show up here today. And then let me just check in with uh, my usuals. Uh, Let's see. Anything, anything. Uh, WEF clip that's out there. That's actually from 2021. Chris Ray is in Davos. Um, Severe weather out there. Um, uh, A rally in Virginia today for the Second Amendment. Uh, Someone fell through the the ground. Legion Stadium. Someone got injured and fell through a ceiling. Wow. Um, Lots of snow and active pattern heading our way for the rest of us, too. So that's all coming. I guess there's another storm coming. Uh, Let's see. Nothing else really there. And flight database voice recorder from that plane crash in Nepal found. Wonder who was on that plane. Has the has anyone done the dig on the flight manifest from Nepal? There was some interesting eclectic group of people on that plane. If anybody wants to do a dig, if there's a journalist out there, I would it would be worth your time to look into who was on that plane. Rumble Cloud has just been lurking, listening, and hanging out with me today. Thanks, guys. Much love to everyone out there in the Rumble Crowd. Much love to you over there on Twitch. Johnny B, Chewy's out there hanging out. Wish the Sopranos was still on. I actually was, I have it over there. I was going to put it, I'm going to start watching it again here in the near future. Something to watch. Uh, I think I, I was trying to find something I want, something old I wanted to go back and watch again. I was thinking of Sopranos. That's hilarious you mentioned that, Chewy. Hope all is well. Um, Twitch crowd, excuse me, Tiger Network, Cloud Hub, Facebook. Much love to all you guys as well. Kelly Cummings, Old Grey Goat, Abolitionist. Thanks, everyone, for all the support out there today. You guys have been amazing. Kyle, thank you, man. God bless you, bro. I'm glad you're on the mend. Thank you for the MP. You're an amazing patriot, bro. Daisy Chains, Sean Joe with a bunch on me. Just another patriot. Boys Blank, Daisy Chains, Boys Blank. Cookie Fight out there. Trick Pony with 100 gold pills. And and Kelly Cummings with the shades as well. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you all. Elf's Park and who cares. And, and again, Cage Farmer, Toria. Daisy Chains, all you guys, and Unchained. I can't forget Unchained. That dude's been watching me for too long. 
He's still out there listening. I appreciate it. Much love, everyone. I appreciate it, you guys all very much. We'll be back here tomorrow. We'll, um, you know, we'll just keep digging in on what's out there. I'll show you what I find, and we'll, we'll come through it together. Thanks, shit show. Much love. And the rest of you guys, you guys are freaking awesome. Watch the greatest American hero. <laughs> Pleadius, much love, bro. I appreciate you guys very much. I hope you guys have a great evening. Do me a favor. Hop over to Frank and say uh, uncensored family. Just hop in there real quick. Throw him a cookie. Throw him something and tell him we really appreciated his Friday show. And tell him we gave him a shout out from the uncensored family. And with that, I want to say much love and God bless you all. You guys have a great evening. See you guys out there uh, looking and listening on the foxhole later on tonight as well. And, uh, you know, wherever else we can find. Let me go see if uh, Twitch crowd hang out for one second. Let me see if I can rate anybody. Uh, nope. All right. Well, go uh, wherever you may, Twitch. <laughs> Much love. And God bless you all. See you guys back here tomorrow for another edition of Uncensored Abe. Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider. Embrace that label. Being an outsider is fine. Embrace the label. Because it's the outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference.